Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Trust Sports. The boys are in the building. What's good, my guy? Leek, what's up, man? Super Bowl week. Um, Super Bowl week. Lot of lot of stuff to talk about today, other yes, than sir. Super Bowl week. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, man. Let's hey, I've been getting asked, who do you got win the Super Bowl? Do you care? Do you want to watch it? What what's mm-hmm. everything that's involved in this Super Bowl? I feel like this is the most dramatic Super Bowl I've seen in a long time of everything surrounding it. Like that kind of, actually the Chiefs have been doing that for a while now, but like it's just so much around it um this year. But I think we just gotta get right to it. Who do yeah. you have winning this year? You want to start with me or do you want to start? Oh, man, you can start. You lead us off. Mine is short and sweet. I'm going straight with the conspiracy theory. I think Taylor Swift win the Super Bowl. I think that's what it's going to be. And I think that mm-hmm. if you're seeing all the media day stuff, that it just seems like Patrick Mahomes is being very different than what he's ever been. Like, I feel like Patrick Mahomes has been very much like that guy that's like, you know, hey, what's up? Da-da-da. This guy is taking selfies. He's talking shit to the fans. He's like... He yeah. has this in the bag in his mind. And there's no way just him as himself, athletic ability, what this team is. We got this. It's, hey, bro, the universe is, the universe is already into this. Like, you see, like, his dad just got arrested with DUI. Taylor, yeah. it's just, it can't go any other way. And to put this on the shoulders of Brock Purdy is, like, it's not, it's unfair. It's unfair to it do. Is. So that's where I'm sitting at right now. Look, man, um, you're right. And and honestly, the only thing that scares me, and you know, this is how I rock with betting. It's how I rock with who I'm like picking. Whoever, like if the general public has a strong opinion on one side, go the other way. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'll do that. <laughs> it seems like like you go go down and walk on the street, ask 20 people who they think will win the Super Bowl. I would guarantee at least 15 of the 20 are going to say the Chiefs. Like and, yeah. and exactly what you just said. It's like it's it's Mahomes, it's Taylor Swift, like everything, it's their year. That's kind of giving me a little reservation. So yeah. I'm kind of in a spot where I don't want the Niners to win, but I'm kind of leaning that way. And okay. maybe this is my way of putting a little jinx on them because I said the same thing with the Bills. I said the same thing with the Ravens, and then we came on here the next day and we're like, yeah. it's Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it sounds weird to me that and like, am I really gonna pick Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes. Like, come Monday morning and then the Chiefs win again. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I, <laughs> I'll stick with the Chiefs, but I, I have a real uneasy feeling that it seems like a lot of people are thinking like we are. Like, nah, man, this we saw what the Chiefs did to the Ravens, saw what they did to the Bills. It, it's the second greatest quarterback of all time. Like, going against Brock Purdy, like, it just it, – it can't be any other way. So yeah, that scares I mean, me. There's just – it's it's just like uh, – like, I think everyone – this is where it can hit on the head – of betting against Mahomes. I think everyone has gotten to the point where it's like, I'm not betting against Mahomes. I've done it before. I've done it probably 10 times. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's where, that's, that's where a lot of people are going. That's a good point. And, and that's why, again, like Vegas, Vegas always wins, right? The house always wins. Why are yeah. the Chiefs still underdogs? You know what I mean? Like, if everyone's betting on the Chiefs, they are still underdogs. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. point and a half now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, all right, well, why? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, like, I don't know, when it boils down to it, too, I know we talked about it a little bit last week. Dude, this Chiefs defense is underrated as hell. Like, they they are a top sure. three defense in the league. Sure. And I will have to look back at the Niners' schedule. But, like, off the top of my head, two games come to mind was, the, I think, the Browns game midway through the year. Now, granted, I think McCaffrey got banged up. Uh, it was rainy. It was a shitty day in Cleveland. But the Browns won. Niners put mm-hmm. up 17 points. And then we just saw on Christmas Day against the Ravens' elite defense Purdy threw like four or five interceptions. Yeah. I think Darnold came in and threw one too. Like that game was yeah. that game was over quickly. So 
that's another thing. Like you give Andy Reid, Steve Spagnola, that that Chiefs defense, that Chiefs offense, two weeks to prepare. Yeah. Like how can you bet against them? I just think that you you said all year. Here's the recipe: get to Brock Purdy. You get to Brock Purdy. You win the game. Your defense is good enough to where you could stop the run. Like and and, and the yeah. run isn't just the run. It's Christian McCaffrey, right? Like this guy is mm-hmm. is a fucking animal. And we I texted you today because I was watching him during the um media day stuff and i was like yo not for nothing the only thing i'm happy for the 49ers is that christian mccaffrey did not stay with the panthers and waste across yeah. waste his career off because he was starting to yeah. get banged up he was starting to get hurt a lot he was just it, 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 carolina was never going to have a chance to get back to super bowl ever again in his yeah. career there so i'm no. glad for all for his health reasons that he's out of there right but like i said if you just get to brock purdy he even says in the thing he's like well you know i have guys like christian mccaffrey he starts he doesn't even talk about himself he just named yeah, all know. like he knows, like, I get the ball out quick, get it to Debo Sanyo, get it to IU, get it out there to those guys, and, and we win the game. If I just, if yeah. I don't fuck up, he doesn't have to play. Mind you, it's, it's not to say, like, like he has to play an amazing fucking game. All he has to do is just not fuck up. He could just be average. 10 yards dump, 10 yards dump. The J.J. The J. McCarthy, like, uh, uh, playbook, yeah. right? Just 10, 10, 10, and march down the field. That defense has to play its best game possible against everyone else besides Brock Purdy. Just play play amazing defense to those to those wide receivers. You have to respect them and you have to respect the run game. Because no matter what, everyone's talking about that offense, the offensive sides. I think, in my opinion, it's going to be a yeah. defensive game. What I defense agree. is the takeaway? One takeaway and you mm-hmm. win the game, in my opinion. If you have one takeaway, you win that game. I agree. I think that's the one thing. Like, I don't know if I'll be betting a side. I like the under regardless because I agree. I think it'll be defensive game. But – that's a good point. And, and again, if it comes down to that one mistake, who's yeah. going to make it? Not Patrick yeah. Holmes. It, it yeah, won't yeah, be. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you bring up an interesting point. Like, we know what the Niners do. It's, look, you take McCaffrey. If McCaffrey, like, gets hurt in the first quarter, that game might be, like, 30-7. to seven. Like, they're, they, yeah. they're, they're done. Yeah. Um, like you said, you one. One. You take one puzzle away, piece away. Yeah. Like, like, when Debo went down uh, versus uh, – yeah. who do you go down against the Packers? Like, the Packers. It was scary. Yes. It was. It was. And I think, look, McCaffrey's one of those guys, like, to put it in NBA terms, right? Like, a a dude who averages 30 a night, you're not going to hold to 10. But you can try try to limit him, like, maybe get 22, 25. Like, just make sure that we we double him. Make Stack the box. Trust your corners against that secondary and get pressure on Purdy, like you said, in those passing situations. Again, this chief secondary, most of all, is is extremely underrated. I think they play really good physical defense yeah. that can match the Niners' offensive style. But I think you're right. Like, it's a lot of Purdy talk, a lot of the yeah. Niners' offense for good reason. It's all Mahomes. But another thing, too, dude, like I told you this against the Lions, Niners' defense, what we thought of them in, like, let's say week six this year, yeah. it's not the same Niners' defense. Like, they were yeah, carved no. up against Jordan Love and the Packers. Yeah. They were carved up against Jared Goff and the Lions. Again, what do you think Mahomes is going to do? I know he doesn't have the weapons necessarily that those two teams do, but, I mean, you're talking like Jordan loves here, here's Jared Goff. Like, Mahomes is through the fucking roof now. That's what scares me is that weapons. The weapons is the only thing that scares me. Yeah, you have Patrick Mahomes, but, like, this defense can can easily monopolize an entire team like that. To me, like, yeah. like I think I think that like Fred Warner's gonna play his best game. Like you're you're going up against Fred Warner, you're going against Boza, you're going against these guys who know how to show up in big time moments and will not make will make few mistakes. It's just again, I think honest in my opinion, when I'm looking at it as is its totality, I think that it's gonna be hard either way for both defenses. But I think for Mahomes, it may just be a little bit harder. But that's when. 
Mahomes being Mahomes, who he is, can excel exactly. still, right? Like he has that athletic ability to step up to a situation whereas Brock Purdy just won't have that to, to, to get that edge. But it's like you have to have Travis Kelsey playing his probably best fucking game yeah. of his life again. You have to yep. have the running game. You have to have Pacheco stepping up. Pacheco, you've been here before. On a, in my yeah. opinion, on a harder scale, like in a, like you're that you played the Eagles when the Eagles were fucking an amazing defense, and you stepped up. Do it again. Why year. not do yeah. it? Yeah. Why, why not uh, do yeah, it again? His, year. his first Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. Do it again. Exactly. Do it again. Ball the fuck out. Make your name known. No one knew who the fuck you were. Yeah. I mean, the the famous line from Tone is, "Who the fuck is Pacheco?" And know. you know who the fuck <laughs> Pacheco is now, right? Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that kid is 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 a baller, but I think it's going to be harder for them. But it's just, I think it's going to be a defensive game. That's one of the best Super Bowls, in my opinion. Like, when it's a defensive game, like, this, this reminds me of, like, the old Steelers. Like, it just reminds me of these, these Super Bowls when we grew up, we were watching. Um, But we said it, bro. Like, when we watched the Lions game, we were like, yo, the Lions could fucking beat Kansas City. And yep. they had weapons. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you can't write off the 49ers going against Kansas City, but it's going to be a tough one. No. And I think, too, like, because that that's the thing that kind of gives you a little bit of pushback is, like, other than Pacheco and Kelsey, what do the Chiefs have? Bro, we were saying the same thing last year. <laughs> like, like this suit. Yeah, yeah, he's he's playing for the Niners. The Niners are hoping he plays. Yeah, right. Um, right. But we were saying, realistically, we were saying the same thing last year. You're like when right. it was Eagles Chiefs, it was like, well, who does Mahomes have to throw to? It was You're Sky right. Moore. It was Juju. Like nobody important. Like yeah. it's the same thing. And they put up thirty eight. Now they're not going to do that against the Niners. But again, man, like it's money, Mahomes. Yeah, damn, that's fucking crazy. That's a great point, Brody. You're right. I, I'm just, I, I'm excited to see it. The one thing I have issue about with the Super Bowl, right? To be honest, NFL, you did an amazing job with the Super Bowl, like, like the prep beforehand, having, um, what's his name, like, called out because they're in Vegas. Like, did you see that? He did, like, the, it's time. Like, the guy that's all yeah, like, the UFC yeah, box yeah. and shit like that. Like, like that guy, like, he, he fucking killed it, right? The one thing that, it's crazy to me. Have you been seeing the commercials for, um, uh, Gronk's kick? Yeah, constantly. Like, but isn't it crazy to me that they're saying, you can bet on Gronk to miss it or or hit it in the at, like Super Bowl halftime, whatever it may be, for him to make it or make miss it or make it. You can bet on that. What is sanctioning that? Like if I'm like if I if I if I put twenty <laughs> mil on 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 Gronk to miss it, and I go to Gronk, I'll give you five mil to miss it. Gronk's yeah. gonna like what is sanctioning him not to make that like that kick like. How are we able to bet on this in the NFL, the biggest stage ever? Gronk to either make or miss it because last year he missed yeah. it. He missed it. Like, what is sanctioning this? I was like, this is this is not <laughs> blowing anyone's mind that this is possible. And I was like, whatever, bro. Like, let's see when, what happens. When does he do it? Because obviously last year, like I, I didn't I fucking at halftime, I was blacking out because it's the Eagles. But <laughs> like, did they show it at halftime? Like, when when does that happen? Dog, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember ever seeing it. I don't know if it's halftime or it's like pre-game i don't know when he does it but like i don't understand how you're able to bet on that like how they were able to sanction this to the sec be like yeah we're betting on whatever it is whoever it goes to not only that but bro the whole commercial the point of the commercial is to bet on it it's like bets you gotta bet it's like a 20 million what it's like if you get it right or you enter in a pool to like win that 20 million or 10 million or something but it's fuck man yeah that's that's a weird thing uh but speaking of info sucking um yeah (laughs) i think i think we're at the point now in which we have to acknowledge why the NFL is just not a global sport. This is for a multitude of reasons, right? But I truly think that, like, Roger Goodell and them are just trying shit to try shit, and we're just so outdated. Like, when you look across, like, the the the, the plethora of sports and how they're able to cross over, like, the NBA, how they did everything with, like, having Jordan go over there to, like, market to Paris, to market over there, and, like, we're getting athletes sent over to us. It's just, like, 
I don't think it's possible for the NFL to do anything like this. And it's a multitude of levels in which I'm just like, I'm, I think the NFL just needs to take what it is. Stop trying to build the company up because you're going to start ruining the company. You already are. You're ruining the business by like everything becomes soft. The sport has changed so much. It's not what it used to be. And right down to the Pro Bowl. I mean, you only watch it. Let's, let's be honest. You only watch the Pro Bowl on Instagram. I don't need, I before you texted me about it, I didn't know it was going on at all. Exactly. I didn't so, know. Yeah. No one has watched it. No one watched it live. They just watched no. it on Instagram, the clips. Yep. That's a it. couple clips. Like it's, it's it's become a point of like the NFL just doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Go back mm-hmm. to how it used to be. Pay these players to fucking hit and do what we used to do or just don't have it at all. The NBA figured it out. They figured out the, the fucking yeah. all-star break. They figured out the fucking in-season tournament. It, it, it was amazing. NFL, do fucking something. I don't want to watch flag football. I don't want to watch seven on sevens. I don't want to watch Eli Manning. Like, it's a waste of time. Like I just don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't get it, bro. No. Yeah. Either look, get rid of it. Like the one. The one thing I. I guess I w- I'm not going to say I like because again I didn't tune in. I didn't make it. You know, a goal of mine to watch it live. <laughs> like I understand what they do and what's cool. Like having the dodgeball. Like yeah, you know what? Yeah. I want to see Micah Parsons, Tyreek Hill, like the best athletes in the world play dodgeball. Like that's fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the QB like precision things. Like that's fun. Like you can Your tell the guys are out bad. there. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck, bro. I, yo, <laughs> oh, man, I, like, fuck. I wanted to. I wanted to say to you because I knew this is going to come. All the comments of the Eagles fans being like, "Oh, he can't even hit a moving target for five yards. Like we should trade him." <laughs> um, he did also have a nice dime to CD Lamb in that Pro Bowl hey, game. A little, I know you little saw future that. connection. Little future connection to Philly, but um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I like get rid of it. Like this, this has been a joke for years now even when they had the pads on it was becoming a joke so like yeah just get rid of it like if you want to name a pro bowl team like name guys who made the pro bowl i yeah. guess you can do that but it's even like it seems like half the guys that get named don't play in it because either they're in the super bowl they have to have an offseason surgery some of the guys don't even want to fucking be there like your quarterbacks like garner Minshew is a pro bowl Minshew. quarterback last but year was I tyler Huntley. Yeah. Like lamar was out for what six games maybe and tyler huntley was a fucking pro bowl player like that's not yeah. even Nobody even knows who Tyler Huntley is. What you was know Lamar? What I mean? so, Lamar wasn't there? Lamar was hurt last year. Remember for like the last four or five years? Now, games. this year. I don't know. I guess he just didn't want to get, go there. Damn. I don't know. I get it. I don't know if he got – I mean, if he didn't get voted in, that's ridiculous that the MVP yeah, didn't no make way. the Pro Bowl. But I would yeah. guess that he was probably just like, fuck it. Either I'm be at the Super Bowl or I'm not fucking – I'm not doing it. And I don't blame him at all. What the fuck? But it's just like – at back. I mean, to the global point – you're i mean it does kind of feel like everything's forced um you know they they just announced week one like the eagles will be playing somebody in brazil um, how do you feel about cool. that i think it's cool um i've heard a couple different things technically it's a home game for us yeah. so like you take that away from the link i mean you still get eight home games um i think for me like it's going to be really exciting the week or two leading up to the nfl year like knowing our first game is a friday night like in brazil like those atmospheres are fun sure um you know under the lights like kick off the season so I, I really don't have a problem with it I think it's cool um I think they should try to do more things like that because what I don't like that they do are like the London and Germany games in the middle of the season like you do kind of fuck teams over like the week before having to having to go over there and then the week after like at least the Eagles are going to Brazil which is what like a, an hour or two time difference it's not a, coming off of a short week because the season hasn't started yet and when you come back, like they give you an extra day or two to like come back before week two gets started. So honestly, I would like that, like have the week one kickoff kind of be like different areas 
There's also like the nine o'clock, like nine a.m. games, ten a.m. games on the East Coast, six a.m., seven a.m. on the West Coast. Like yeah. you kind of forget about it if it's not your team. Yeah. So it doesn't really. I don't know how much it's important to to football fans here to really watch it. But in terms of the Eagles playing in Brazil, I think it's cool. I think it's cool all around just to be in Brazil for them to like. I'm sure they'll go out probably two weeks early and just be out oh, yeah. there practicing and stuff like that. For me personally, I would say no. Like, I don't want my team going out there because no matter what, it's going to take three weeks to recover. Like, let's be honest. You're taking three weeks to recover. These guys are going out there, hanging out, they're partying, they're doing whatever the fuck they want to yeah. do they're with their families. It's going to take three weeks to get back into regular mode again. It's going, like, it's, That's going to happen, right? But I think it's cool, but it's like, what, what, why? Like, you know what I mean? Are we just going to start picking yeah, destinations? No, yeah. Like, I get it. Like, let's just start. Let, next is Fiji. Next is fucking Barbate. Like, you know what I mean? We're just going to Jamaica. Is like, you know what I mean? We're just going to start picking locations to just get it. I mean, it is working because I'm starting to see, like, when I watch, like, um, I watch a lot of, like, um, UK, like, uh, streamers and UK, like, YouTubers. They're rocking, like, Jaguars gear. Yeah. Like, because Jaguars are so yeah, all over yeah. there all the time. You know what I mean? So, like, they're, I see them wearing Jaguars hats. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like, oh, shit. Like, the Jaguars are over there a lot. Like they play over there. The like, and I was like, it is work. It does work. It does. Stadiums work. are packed. Like it's yeah. it is cool to see like those crowds like with different you know jerseys on. But I mean, if I, they treat it like soccer, what I mean, like if they treat mm-hmm. this game, you you start seeing the fireworks, like soccer games. You start seeing the fireworks in the crowd, the fucking the red the red fucking yeah, smoke, yeah. the smoke and shit like that. America, we can't compete. We gotta step our shit up and, yeah. and get like <laughs> that because that's what that's the atmosphere. The players are like. This is where the fuck I want to play. Let's be honest. Every football fan is like, I want to play where the soccer stadiums are at because those guys yeah. go fucking crazy. And not for nothing, next, what is it? In the, the next, like, um, the next World Cup is that fucking MetLife. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? It's, it's yeah, crazy. Like, it's, here. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be nuts, bro. Yeah. I think, honestly, like, long term goals for the NFL is to get a team overseas. Like, we know it's going to happen, whether or not they're going to take a team now, like the Jaguars who play there every fucking year. And put yeah. them there, or they're going to have an expansion team. Like it's it's going to come in the next. I don't know how long, but it'll be like we'll be able to see it. Like I don't think it's oh, yeah. far off. And you know, number two, like somebody brought up this this point I saw on Twitter. I think was you know we have kind of the uneven game schedule to where every other year you either get one more home game or one more away game. What if they're kind of making it like now? You get eight home games, you get eight road games, and you get one overseas game. Like that's that's just what it is. So like yeah. I think that'd be fine, but it kind of seems like it, it's a little bit random. Like it's a little bit random who goes and plays. I'm sure I I'm sure there's like details behind it. Like I don't think the Eagles the Eagles haven't played overseas since like uh, I guess 2018. I think they played the Jags in London. So Dallas ever been overseas? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like if not, then now we're just kind of picking and choosing. But um. Yeah, I don't know. I think overall, like, it, it's cool. It'll be a cool game. Brazil, I feel like, is a, is a cool location to do it, too. Oh, wait. The, the the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we played the Jaguars in London in 2007. Yeah. The London Jaguars. The London Jaguars. Hey, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't want my team to have to deal with that jet lag, whatever yeah. it may be for that, for three weeks coming out. Um, and that's what I mean, like. As an Eagles fan, if that's your if that's your road game, I'm taking that because again, Brazil is like a time zone difference of you going to Seattle right now. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't want London. Like if that takes place of a London game in the middle of the season, oh fuck yeah, yeah yeah, I'd be tight, be tight. I get what you're saying. All right, next in Philly sports, uh, we have. Uh, do you have anything else on the NFL? No, no, Dixons are in. You got Kansas yeah, City winning. I guess we both got Chiefs. 
Chiefs to win. Okay. Prove us wrong. Because if you prove wrong, you got you to get on your knees and suck Brock Purdy's dick. You just have to. Well, no, nah, I'm you not going to be doing all that. You have to, bro. <laughs> I have been to. Dis- you, you've been dissing my boy. I'm telling him, pull up in fucking Philly, bro. Yeah, I'll, yeah. tell him to pull up in Philly. Because <laughs> he, he still can't win in Philly. He'll, he'll pretend his arm. <laughs> and never have it. Hey, he, he got the bowl. That's yeah. all that matters. Um, yeah. So, so Philly right now is in distress. Philly of fans, I'm, I'm hearing. I'm always oh, doesn't even matter. There could be no yeah. foot sports on. Philly fans <laughs> just when you just when you think there's a little glimmer of hope, no, right? Not allowed. This, it's the podcast curse, bro. We just yep. moved to bas- being basketball fans, and bang, season ending with <laughs> Joel Embiid uh, having to get surgery. It's not season ending, but at this point, uh, I was talking to someone at work. You know, I'm not the biggest you know basketball fan, but I was like, what does this mean for the Sixers? And he pretty much was like, there's no way they hold on. Like they won't be able to hold on for Joel Embiid to come back um, from from injury. Your best bet is to play things out, wait until yeah. the summer. He's under the impression, keep Joel Embiid. We have more cap space. You're going to pay Maxi, more cap yeah. space. Go out there, get us another All Star. We need one more. Give yeah. us one more year. One more year. I what agree. do you want? Because um, one more year has turned into. 15, 20 years of trust the process. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the process, the trust, that's gone. It's that's gone. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. gone. Um, yeah. This, this is fucking, again, like, welcome to being a, a Sixers fan. This is what it's all about. Uh, you got heartbreak. Luckily for you, you got your heartbreak out of the way in February. Normally, we've had to deal with this in May in the second round yeah, of playoffs yeah. or whenever it is. Um, I think I agree. So, you're right. Technically, it's not season ending. The last I heard is that they're going to reevaluate it in four weeks. It's at least going to be two months. Like it's uh, to me, it's going to be at least an eight week injury. And no, I mean, look at how they played this year without Embiid. Look at this past week. Like they got smoked last night against Dallas and it was a game for a little while. And I think the Mavericks ended up winning by like 15. Yeah. I love Maxi to death, but he's just like right now, like the supporting cast isn't fully there for, for yeah. them to really do anything. It's a unique spot. Because right now you're still the fourth or fifth seed in the East. And like realistically, if you can convince yourself and B comes back, you're going to make a move to add somebody. But this always felt like a gap year. Like even before Embiid's injury, Daryl Morey had said, we're not going to go out and like trade for an all-star caliber player. Like if anything, we'll get another role player, maybe another scorer off the bench. But this felt like a year of, you know, let's get Maxi to that elite two status you know, let's try to keep Joe healthy. And he was having an unbelievable, like he was having an MVP year. Yeah. And, you know, next, like this offseason, you get Tobias Harris off the books. You get a couple of other guys off the books to where you will have room for uh, another max contract. And whether that be a free agent or in the NBA, we see it all the time. Guys are just forcing their ways out. Maybe somebody's unhappy in the offseason. They go, you know what? I want to play with Joel and Maxi right now. Like they're, yeah. they've been the yeah. two hottest players in the world. Like at the, if that's the case, I think they're reevaluating in four weeks and bead coming back. They're reevaluating the team. If the yeah. Sixers are the seventh seed and like your boy said, and I agree with them, I don't know if they're going to be able to even make mm-hmm. the playoffs or if they do, it'll be that play in like seven to 10 seed. Yeah. If they reevaluate and they go, yeah, this team, like even adding Embiid, because if they can't hold on without him, they're not a championship level contender. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't force him back because honestly, yeah. I'd yeah. rather him be fine for the next two, three years than the rest of this year, which the Sixers had kind of led us to believe this was going to be a gap year either way. Really? Yeah. Because with, like- it was the Tobias contract. It was like you brought in Nick Nurse. You're developing his system. Again, Maxi had a gigantic leap last year, even bigger leap this year. So like you were still kind of figuring out 
where was he as a player? I think it's clear now that, I mean, he's an all-star. He's an all-star caliber player. So now to me, that shows them, all right, we have the best player in the world when he's healthy. We have an all-star caliber player in Maxi. Go get a big three that fits this system. We have a coach that has won a title just four or five years ago. Like, let's go really fucking attack this thing. So, yeah, I think they'll reevaluate the knee in four weeks. Realistically, he'll probably be able to play in six weeks. But if the Sixers aren't there, there's just no point in forcing him back. Okay. Damn. I mean, I just will he ever not will he ever be healthy enough to get to a point in which that that guy, whoever you bring in, uh, who would be a guy in which you would can 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 see coming in? Like what 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 type of all-star would you want? That I would have to look. I mean, I'd have to look at who is a free agent who might cause some trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I say trouble, you know. Um I don't know. It's going to be somebody who wants to win. And look, I joke around all the time with Vaughn, and I doubt it happens, but look, let's see how it plays out with the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant. I mean, he's constantly talking up Joel Embiid. He's kind of in yeah. the back end of his career. And yeah. they put together this big three in Phoenix, kind of like they did with Brooklyn. Like, if that shit doesn't work out, KD's thinking, yeah, I don't have many years left. Joe doesn't have many years left. Yeah. Maybe force away there. That's that's a, that's a pipe dream. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But truthfully, I feel bad for Embiid. Like, yeah, for fans, it sucks. And for the team, it sucks. But like, I was seeing a different Embiid that was buying me into the Sixers. Because I could say, honestly, as much as I love him, you can tell he was playing for the MVP the last three years. And it's fine. Like, he he was dominating. But then when it came to the playoffs, it was almost like, what, is he out of gas? Is he not fully healthy? Because he put everything into the regular season, which is fine. But like that's why he was doing it to me. This year felt more like Embiid was like, look, I got my MVP. I need a ring now. Like I know I need to win. If I don't make a conference finals, if I don't even make a, a finals, I'm never going to be put in the all time greats. As talented as I am, so I just saw like a different mentality from him. He sat some games when he was a little iffy on playing because it seemed like they were like, yo, we need you healthy for the playoffs. Fuck the regular season. So for this to happen, I just feel bad for him, man. Like he's got to be just heartbroken. Does the come into play of him being out of fucking shape? Yeah, that that's the other thing too. I mean, say he comes back in two months, like it's going to take him a good month, month and a half yeah. to really ramp up. And at that point, you're talking first or second round of the playoffs where if you are the sixth seed or seventh seed, like you have to play a play in. And then now you're playing the top seed like the Bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, are you really going to be able to do anything? And, and if it's going to create more harm than good at the end of the day, like don't even, don't even waste next year and bead with what you feel like could be this year. So you at that point you're saying get rid. Not get rid, sit him. I'm saying don't bring him back. Don't don't force him back this year to where he could like re-injure something or or hurt him long term. Focus on focus on next year with Embiid. Don't even bother bringing him back. Because if you can't win a but chip you're only at you're about to just hit you're just hitting the halfway point though. Yeah. Yeah you are you're, again, you, you agree with you agree with my boy that's saying like no matter what, they're not going to be able to. They, they won't be playoff bound at w- waiting for him. Pretty it's much, it's going to be it's going to be tight. Like okay. like them in a playoff spot is going to be tight. And truthfully, if they are in a spot to where like they are fighting for a playoff spot, I wouldn't bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Because look, because look, at the end of the day, like hate to say, I'm not playing for the playoffs at this point. I know the Sixers haven't gotten anywhere necessarily. Yeah. But that's the goal. Like I'm not going to bring back my franchise player who just had knee yeah. surgery and and could risk him missing the first half of next year because we may get out of the first or second round. It's going to be a lot harder road, but I, I wouldn't force him back. I think you got to look at long-term 
ver- okay. more versus the short term. I hear, you, I hear. You. I, I, actually, I was at like I was at Hookah Lounge and I was watching um the Knicks versus uh, L.A. Uh, on yeah, yeah. Saturday. Uh, yo, the Knicks are for real, man. Like they're a good yeah, team. Like, it's, right. it's all dependent on it's all dependent on Randall. I mean, that kid from uh, Villanova. Like, yeah. I forgot about him. I was like, holy fuck, bro, he is disgusting. And I, it was the first game I was like, you know, I'm just gonna watch like this game. And it was it was fucking amazing. Like it was my first time watching basketball in so long that I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I gotta get back on the train. I'm just being a hater. I'm just not watching it because I don't <laughs> want. I never like would sit down and watch a game. But every night I should look out for what games are good tonight just to watch it. Um, yeah. But I do. I did now understand why people complain about LeBron being such a bitch because every foul. Every call, he just whines and does cry. He is a crybaby for sure, he but he still is the goat, bro. Like you just see him yeah. being able to just do whatever. The f- like, he doesn't. He's like men, men around boys. Like it's not even fair, bro. Still. He's a man around boys, so it's like it's crazy. Yeah, it's still surprising. It is crazy, man. The Knicks are, dude. They got a couple dudes from Villanova, and I swear, yeah. every year because I grew up a Villanova basketball fan, they were just the area team. Every year, I'm like, why? Why are these Villanova like guards? going undrafted why are they not really like getting a shot like at the least you know they're going to play hard you know they know how to play team yeah. ball they're going to play whatever role you want them to fit in and yeah. here are the Knicks. i think it's it's brunson josh hart and uh josh hart, yeah. they might have divincenzo now too but like they just are loading up on villanova dudes and it's paying off they figured it out when they were at nova got a fucking championship together so they yeah. know how to fucking win i was like yo yeah, he exactly. is nice bro He's fucking he nice. I was like, he's fucking throwing shit up. I was like, all right, bro. I respect that. I like it yeah. a lot. Um, moving on to the new hires around the league. We had a lot of new hires go down. Uh, fuck Dan, Dan uh, Quinn. Fuck you yeah. for, for, for dipping out, going right to Washington. Arrival. Uh, and going out the way you went out, bro. Fuck that shit. You should have took one mm-hmm. more with you and packed your suitcase as well. Uh, but what are, your, what are your thoughts around the league? You have, uh, uh, what's his name? Kingsbury as well, right? Yeah, so the Kingsbury one leak is the interesting one. Um, yeah. So Kingsbury last year, I believe it was the OC, or he worked with Caleb Williams and USC in some mm-hmm. capacity last year. And now it starts a speculation because here we were this time last week and the Raiders had announced that they hired Cliff Kingsbury as their OC. Now all of a sudden he yeah. left and is joining Washington. And now the conspiracy is, well, Washington's got the second overall pick. They would have the bullets in the chamber to trade up for the number one overall pick and bring in Caleb Williams. I have a take on that. But, like, do you think there's any smoke to the fire? Do you think they're bringing him in because they feel like they can get Caleb Williams? Or do you think it's just a matter of, look, he just took the better deal? I think he just took the better deal uh, and backed out. I think I think he's he, hearing that, like, it's pretty much a restructure going on and in Washington – New, I mean, new everything, right? You know, you had the new C, the new owner, you had the new coaching staff, you have everything kind of being brand new. That this is a perfect opportunity for him to come in and step into. You have Dan Quinn, who's been a coach somewhere else, so I'm sure he knows his coaching style and allow him that free range. He also knows he's a head coach who isn't an offensive court coordinator at heart, who's just a defensive guy at heart. So yeah. that as well gives you more autonomy as an offensive coordinator, right? When your head coach isn't just I need to call the plays, isn't like a, a, a McCarthy, right? Like the guy who thinks mm-hmm. he can run the show. Like is able to step back, so you have that ability. To whereas you said he was going to the Niners, right? He was the Raiders. The Raiders. Oh, going to the Raiders, right there. Like that. That's the organization yeah, yeah. head, right? It's like you want to be with fucking Jerry Jones. Like you know what I mean? Like you're the organization head alone is always is so involved in your process. So I mean that is a great opportunity for the head coach there uh, for the Raiders who got hired. But at the end of the day, you have more autonomy with 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 Washington. I think that's an opportunity for Washington to go ahead and pick up a guy because we all were like, what does Washington do? 
do they go with Sam? What's his name? Sam something, right? Go do they go with Sam? Because we never oh, seen yeah. what type of quarterback he he's not bad. He definitely could be yeah. a great backup. He's not terrible. Uh Sam Howe, right? I think that's his name. Yes. Um yep. seeing Sam Howe like ball out. We were all like, all right, do they stick with Sam Howe? Do they go get someone else? At either way, a number two pick, because who is number one? The Bears. The Bears are number one. The Bears so are so much shit. So that's a thing. Like Bears are in a position to where they can either keep Justin Fields, they could yeah. draft Caleb Williams, or look, if Washington throws everything their way, if they throw three first round picks, including the second, if they throw like say they throw Terry McLaurin in as a player, and and, and the Bears now pick at two, Washington can go get Caleb Williams and just have again Cliff Kingsbury has that relationship with him. I would um, go get Penix. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Just fuck it. <laughs> yeah, the Bears, the Bears have the, I think the ninth or tenth pick too. So yeah, yeah, you're right. They can get if you trade back to the two, you can get Marvin Harrison Jr. at the two and then Penix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think a lot of the talk has been like, okay, do the Bears trade that pick? I don't think there's a shot in hell. No. And the reason for it, and I've heard this before, kind of like in a joking manner, but honestly, kind of not. The two biggest motivational factors for people are money and fear. You you'd you'd be surprised how far you can take your limitations if you're if you're in in, in fear losing your job, losing your house. Fuck, man, in the dire situation, hopefully none of us see like losing like a family member or a friend. Like you're gonna do whatever you can and push your limitations. But I take it back a couple of years. The Bears' fear is trading that number one pick, <laughs> tra- essentially trading Caleb Williams and having Caleb Williams be what everybody's cracking him up to be. Because yeah. if you remember a few years ago, and this was a little bit different, but the Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky at like pick two or three. You know Patrick Mahomes went 10 or 11 overall. Yeah. So forever, forever, the Bears are going to be linked to missing all Mahomes. Now but that's also, a little different. The Bears are linked to, we got another motherfucker in love that's sitting on the, on the side right exactly. now. So we got to do something about love. Exactly. <laughs> you're You're connected. Right. Yeah. So you have this guy in Caleb Williams who, I mean, shit, man, he's been the guy. Like, even I remember a few years ago in Lincoln Riley, right? The big, arguably the biggest name next to Nick Saban in college football coaching left to go to USC. And it was like half the story was him going to USC, this major brand. And half of it was, oh, fuck, he's bringing that kid Caleb Williams with him. Like, that's, that was half the story. And then for the past two years, it's just going to be, well, whenever he decides to come out, he'll be number one. Mm-hmm. That's all it's been. So can you imagine the fear of the Bears? Number one. Yeah. Number two, say they keep Justin Fields or they or they draft Drake May or Jaden Daniels with the number two overall pick. The fear and the pressure on those quarterbacks yeah. to outplay Caleb Williams the rest of his career. Because that's who you're going to be compared to then. Yeah. If 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 you look at the Bears, I think they would be you have to be deathly afraid if you take Washington's deal. And they get Caleb Williams, and he goes out and has like a CJ Stroud year, and you're the Bears, and you do whatever you do, and you miss the playoffs, and you look bad again. They're cleaning house. That GM's yeah. gone, the coach is gone, like everyone involved is like, "Yo, fuck you." We had this kid in our back pocket, yeah. and you traded him away. So I really don't think Washington could put together a deal no. big enough for the Bears to accept. It, for the fan base alone, like being scared, they're yeah. more oh afraid God, of the dude. fan base alone. Like you'll start seeing just pop, people just taking their fucking heads off because they're just like, I can't believe we did it to ourselves again. Regardless, you just have like, to do it. And we like Justin Fields. I think they do too. Yeah, but man, if this kid, if this kid is is like, 
just some of what people are saying he's going to be. Like he's going to yeah. be perennial, perennial Pro Bowl quarterback. Like you, you just can't, yeah. you can't pass up a prospect like this. Because look, if you pick him and he turns out to be a bust, people are going to be like, "Fuck, man, that sucks." But yeah. nobody in the world would pass him. You know what I mean? I think this is a year of the Cowboys. We sneak something in there too. Like Jared Jones is known to sneak right, a little yeah. something there. That's just you Don't worry. For a quarterback. Don't worry. Yeah, I think I think we sneak it. Not not draft pick. I think that it'd be a perfect okay. opportunity for us to take fields or take take up like to trade something already in the league and get a quarterback. We have to. You at did this point. already. You did, no. bro. You got Trey Lance. That's your guy now. No, I, I, I don't, we need something else. Give me feels because some I don't know if you've seen Jerry Jones has been talking a little bit messy on on Dak Prescott. He hasn't been giving him that hope like he did earlier in the season. Like he definitely is like a little bit off his train. So I think we he start seeing some contract negotiations are coming up. Fuck yeah, <laughs> he knows he's gonna take whatever the fuck they give him. Um, but last is interesting, real quick because I think now with Cliff Kingsbury leaving, I want to say the Raiders just hired the Bears offensive coordinator. The guy who's been working with Justin Fields. Yeah. That'd be kind of tough. If Fields go to the Raiders, I think that'd be. Wow. To Vegas? That'd be fire. I could see him there. I could see him there more than anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that and Atlanta has been the two biggest. Everyone's saying Atlanta, too. I don't know. Just if, hey, Fields, if you want to be on America's team, come play with us. You want to play the CD land? Bro, he's not going to play in Philly. (laughs) Not <laughs> yeah okay they're sending your ass to fucking brazil you're not america's fucking team we stay yeah, home. Yeah. we stay home baby we don't we don't they're, we don't they're, sending, they're sending america's best to kick off the season in another country because no. look you know we, how you let got america wrapped up now we're gonna be let, brazil's team too <laughs> you let the runs you let the runs go first and get killed off and, then, and yeah. the big boys come in next all right yeah. <laughs> um, but moving on, you brought this story of Tony Snell. I heard a little bit about it, but you said it's a weird deal going on in the NBA, right? Yeah. Yep. So I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I don't think anyone knows who it is besides this right now. This everything that's in the tabloids about this Tony Snell guy. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, so <laughs> what people are going to know him for is that meme that you'll get like the day before Christmas or like working a Friday when you're hungover. It's like, this is the effort you're going to get for me. And Tony Snell played in a game. It's literally his box score of like 26 minutes played, not a single stat, not a rebound, not a steal, not a point. Like he was literally running cardio. That's all he was doing. Yeah. So that's what anybody's going to know this dude for. Yeah. Uh, but he's been in the league for nine years, hasn't played this year. And in the NBA, if you play 10 years plus, you're kind of grandfathered into their benefits program for yourself and your family for the rest of your career and even beyond your career when you retire. Yeah. So this la- this past Friday was the deadline for him to be signed to a team in order to get his 10th year of service. Now, I'm sure this happens a good amount of time, but what makes this story a little unique is he has two kids that are autistic and need a little bit more health care than, I guess, you know, the average family may. He didn't get signed. No team signed him. Here's the problem. You look at all the teams around the NBA. Right. You could look at the team like the Pistons or the Spurs or fucking the Grizzlies who've just been banged up with injuries. Like Malik, let me ask you, if you're an NBA franchise and you kind of see this story go on right now, he's not going to help a team, a championship team, a team that's making the playoffs. They're not going to sign him. He's not really going to help a team come off the bench. But if you're a bad team, like why wouldn't you sign him to just to help him out? Like, why wouldn't you just let him ride the bench, get a few minutes, like pick him up? Give him the veteran veteran minimum salary, cut some other bum that you have on the bench, and help this dude out. I, who gives a fuck? 
like this is a business like if you're not bringing nothing to my team i'm not i, I mean there's so many heartfelt stories of everyone needing to help out their family so i'm on the business side of it i mean it's business when you want to cut a player why would it be not business to add a player because of what they're i so i just looked up his personal his earnings right his earnings over time and his career so he has i make sure i'm on the right one yeah tony Sneal. so in <laughs> 2013 2016 he made two million with the bulls 2017 and 2020 guaranteed at signing 44 million dollars mm-hmm. right so that's why you don't feel bad and then from there on he with the he's with the blazers retain retain he made 1.5 and then he made 2.3 so either way he's sitting pretty right now like yeah. and that was in the with his biggest contract came with the bucks sure their taxes aren't yeah. crazy with the bucks uh so i i'm Sorry, brother. Hey, it's, it sounds good for Instagram and TikTok. That's all I could say. Yeah, and, and that's the other. Thing, and that's the <laughs> other thing too. So the new, I guess, wrinkle is kind of what you said. Like, look, man, it's not like you lost your job. It's not like you know you were a middle class family that's like falling on hard times. Like, there's yeah. a video going around circulating right now. If you want to look up like Tony Snell on Twitter, the first thing will come up is his wife's video. I don't know when she took it of being on the private plane, showing off all her handbags. There's like 10, 12 handbags in there that are fucking money. So it's kind of like, all right, man, like we can't really feel that bad for you. I think, look, good karma, sign the dude. If nothing else, like you're getting a veteran to help out the young players a little bit. I get it, but- Who the fuck is he? When you bring in a guy that's a veteran, you want to be like, I need someone like, like, I don't know, fucking Carmelo Anthony to just be a locker room guy. Who the fuck is yeah. he that the youngsters want to listen to him? Who is he? Like, you know what I mean? Also, my question is too, Liam, like, so if he doesn't do it this year, let's just say he's training, he comes back next year. Can he get it next year or does it have to be consecutive? I think it has to be consecutive. Oh, I would I would uh, be hard-pressed to believe it doesn't have to be if people were okay. making this big of a deal about it, you know? Damn. So Yeah, he's fucked. So I think, yeah, I think now it's done. <laughs> Damn. I just thought, hey, look, I thought you know about what? that. Honestly, like, if not for him, like do it for like do it for his kids. Like I don't know in what capacity it is. Man, you got forty four million, Brody. All right, look, look. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I get, I get, I get. There's there's like half the league right now are teams that would struggle yeah. against a good college team. Like it's you're not hurting anybody bringing them on. Yeah, but then guys in the locker room, no, you were only brought in here because of your kids. Like we don't want you here, bro. Like just come in here for a couple of days yeah. and get the fuck out of here. But like that. Players know but, that shit at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they know what it's it is. It's not a Patrick Beverly, where Patrick Beverly was like overseas fucking doing what he got to do. You feel sorry for him. Like, he's not he's not one of those stories. This guy, is, he got his fucking bread, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, brother. Like, now you have to get shirts like all of us. Fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's not, this is definitely a TikTok uh, sentimental story right here. Yeah, it is. That was trending. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to keep up with it because okay. somebody else, I think Charles Barkley was saying, like, again, like, sign the dude. Um, we'll have to keep up on it because I don't know if the commissioner is going to be maybe able to like nix that rule for him. I doubt he will. But again, I think if if you see kind of a slow day in the offseason, don't be surprised if the NBA drops a story of like, no, we gave Tony Snell like the, <laughs> the exact. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, facts. Yeah, fuck. That's bullshit because then you have to open it up to everyone else in the past that didn't get it. Exactly. So that's, exactly. That's, that's that's where the, the NBA was like, no. And in the future. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're a guy that played eight years, like seven years, like fuck, I was only three seasons away. Like, why can't you just do it for yeah. me? You know? Yeah. Like, when does exactly. that end? Hundred percent, hundred percent, brother. Uh, any last words? Super Bowl weekend? Anything like that? No, nah, like I said, I look, 
come Sunday, I may change my mind fully. I'm starting to come around on the Niners, but I just can't go against Mahomes. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, let's just hope for a good game. That's all we hope for. That's all we wanted this whole time was a good game. We got a good national championships. This is as well. Uh, we will talk about it next week if it's a shitty game. Why I like college football way more, but well, I'll say that for mm. for next week. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, guys, continue to support us. Make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube right now. Go subscribe. Go subscribe to the Tubeski. Um, make sure you go listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts as well. Check out all our different, you know, everything we have. We have Trusted Gym. Uh, we have uh, Trust Sports. And then we also have In Those We Trust, the podcast where we interview different guests um, that come on. Uh, so make sure you also go and follow us on Instagram at we trust underscore podcast and follow Liam on the Instagram at Liam Stokes 11. Trust up, guys. Thanks, Lee.